catalyst of dramatic change in Kerr's environment came as a flood. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about Kerr in the War of the Lance era. I'd like to take a moment to thank the members of this channel and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance Gaming materials using my affiliate links. I'm referencing Tales of the Lance and War of the Lance source books for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. Understanding Kerr in the War of the Lance era is to understand Kerr as it has always been, populated by nomadic tribes who would travel from one water source to the next. But in ancient times, before the Cataclysm, rather than traversing vast deserts, the tribes of Kerr were like the Abanasinian plainsmen, traveling across its vast grassy plains. Then the drowning came. You see, as the mountain crushed Istar, forming the Blood Sea, waters rushed into the land of Kerr, stripping away layers of topsoil, and when those great floods finally receded, it left behind desert sands and arid wastes. However, the people of Kerr are hardy, and as they lived their lives largely unaware of the goings-on outside their nation, they simply adapted to this new reality. They were able to thrive in this new land, where most other Ancelonians would have perished. This is the legacy of the Kurish people, adapt and overcome. Kerr is located between the Kalkist Mountains in the west, the rocky Badlands in the north, and Balafor in the east. It is a land of great shifting dunes that stretch for as long as the eye can see. Beneath these dunes are ancient ruins of the Astarian Savannah City. As the dunes naturally shift, ruins are buried and revealed, so the exact number of them is unknown. When large structures are revealed, Tribes will claim them quickly for their own. In the north, you will find rare oases, though the chances that they are unoccupied by existing tribes is slim to none. The people of Kerr are welcoming if you're entertaining or wealthy, but they're quick to dispatch those who bring danger with them. The secrets of the underground springs are carefully guarded and necessary for survival in the desert land. Kerr is one of the driest places on Kryn. From Chiselmont to Hidumont, the days are scorching while the nights are near freezing. The skies are pristine blue as clouds are burned away as fast as they form. The night sky is a spectacle of stars. Sandstorms occasionally decimate the land and are deadlier than hail. From Hararmont to Mishamont, clouds are able to form and even scatter some rare rain, tempering the heat ever so slightly. Rarely, cloud bursts over mountains create flash floods in the valleys below. The population of Kerr is estimated to be over 370,000, composed primarily of humans, with ogres, draconians, and goblins making up the largest bulk of remaining population. Religion is a cultural staple for many of the tribes, from the daughters of Elir Sana, who worship Mishakal, to the seers of Delphin, who worship Zivlin, and the soul traders of Chemish. The primary economy is based on trade. There are no greater horse breeders than the Kur, with diamonds, ancient artifacts, spices, and rugs filling out the majority of their offerings. With the exception of the Kur, Miku, and Weilu, tribes are nomadic. Each tribe is composed of various clans who traverse the sands with scouts taking the lead. If you encounter these tribes, you may be treated indifferently by the Finn Maskar or Tondun, 
or hostile by the Maya Kur or Hachaki. You would do well to avoid the Midnight Jackals. This tribe is composed primarily of criminals and misfits. In the north are the Shale Cutters, hill dwarves who have lived here as long as human tribes. After the cataclysm, the tribes fled from the flood and were united under the warrior Kaja. They survived the rising sea level by fleeing into the Calchists. Kaja would found Kuri Khan, the capital. Upon his death, his seven sons split the people into seven tribes, with Garmak remaining in the city. Though the seven warred with each other, over time they would all pay tribute to Garmak and his tribe, the Kur. When the Green Dragon Army came, the Kur accepted its alliance. The other tribes are not strong enough to stand against Kur and the Dragon Army, so they run free, striking at them at opportune moments. With the Dragon Armies came the cult of the Soul Traders. These fanatics of Chemish would seek out those desiring immortality and, at times, those who don't want it at all. These unwitting volunteers ultimately served to Kesis in their undeath. Kuri Khan is the largest city and capital of the nation, with over 20,000 residents. It features massive stone walls, palaces, and glimmering buildings. High Lord Salah Khan lives in the palace of the setting sun. He assists in protecting the Kurd tribe from the other six in exchange for resources and warriors. This dragon army occupation has forced the daughters of Elir Sana into a mysterious trance. Delphon is the next largest city, at over 11,000 residents. It is east of Khan and north of the Kerman Sea. It features sandstone buildings and marbled towers, and is home to the Wayalu tribe. They are occupied by the Green Dragon Army as well, but the seers of Delphon see a day when they will be liberated. From here, the settlements become much smaller. Pashin has only over 3,000 residents. It is a large walled city near the border of Sylvanesty in the Burning Lands. It is the primary trade location between the tribes of Kerr and the Ogres of Blood. Akkerman has over 2,000 residents and was once a small fishing village built by the Miku tribe. It's become a thriving port city. Initially welcoming the Dragon Army, the people had quickly soured with their occupiers. Close in size to Akkerman is Akbaral. It is located north of Delphin in the center of the most treacherous region of the desert. The fierce warrior tribe of the Hachaku live in this stony rise above the desert and fight off any Dragon Army influence. Aktubal has just over a thousand members of the Mayakur tribe, known for shady dealings. It lies in the grasslands only a day's journey from the mountains. They are well defended and maintain a large number of horses. As they are allied with the Kur, the Green Dragon Army has many dragons in this area. Finally, Alan Akkan has less than a thousand residents and is the northernmost settlement of the Finn Mascar of Balafor. Rebel forces have connections here and it is watched closely by the dragon armies. Apart from these settlements, the burning lands bordering Sylvanesty is a great salt flat over 40 square miles in size. Legends say a piece of the burning mountain that hit Istar fell here and is the cause of its immense heat. The cactus forests in the northern deserts house great stands of the Vashin cactus. These are difficult to navigate with their stinging barbs, but make great safe homes from the wildlife that reside here. Finally, the Kerman Sea provides the Kur with water and tolerable climates, with many fishing villages along its inland shores. It is shrouded in fog in the mornings, but remains the fastest route to traverse these deserts. And that is all I have to say about Kerr in the War of the Lance era. What do you think of this desolate desert landscape? Do you find beauty in the wasteland as the Kerr do? And finally, do you like hearing about the myriad of peoples that inhabit Kryn? Leave a comment below. 
I'd like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember, anger is energy spent foolishly.